importance of vote buying, but the process has so far been smooth despite some initial scaffold observed at some centers. There is absolutely no evidence from where I've been. As you've also heard. I heard when I came to Breku here. They are losing this election no matter what. They are going to lose. And Kwesin is going to win. I don't know the, the post. This is your election headquarters and our men are on the ground with a bird's eye view of all that is happening in the constituency. We'll take you live. Also, Fitch Solutions says adherence to the implementation of the IMF three-year program will limit the risk of social instability in 2024. But the former minority leader says the economy is far from a rebound. Economic redemption, practically impossible. The economy is gone. Businesses are gone. The Ghanaian private sector is gone. We're here from Fish Solutions as they predict a 2024 election victory for the NDC. We have details as it reviews perception of slow fight against corruption and state of the economy likely to be deciding factors for this outcome. And as the clock ticks towards a major fuel shortage across the country, Roads and Highways Minister reaches out to strike and tanker drivers to set a meeting to discuss the awful roads leading to their loading terminals. The road and highway minister called me and he said you like to engage us tomorrow being Wednesday, being the holiday. But what we are looking for is only to fix the road for us. We have sports. Ghana's Black Meteors chase early semi-final spot as they come up against host nation Morocco in the U23 AFCON. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. Please stay on for details. This is your election headquarters. And there's been five hours of voting at Asin North and already there are accusations and counter-accusations of vote buying. It is a race that will see 41,000 voters decide whether to send James Jachikwesen back to parliament or give the slot to the NPP's Charles Opoku. The NDC's Sami Jemfi, who led Mr. Kwesen's team to the Asin Breku Voting Center, told the press the NDC is on the path to victory. I can give you WhatsApp chats yes. with our executives. That's a political prostitute. No principles, no conviction, no track record. You don't even vote here. And no person here MP. Let's leave it to the good people of our saying of to decide. Okay, we, we, we could not have gotten a, any better option. Since this constituency was created in 2012, right. the parliamentary candidate from 2012 is in any election. It's him, 17,500. He's the most popular person from Aseno. You can see the love they have for him. And we are happy, we are excited that we have somebody like that who is leading our campaign. Thank you. That's uh, the NDC's communications officer, Sami Jemfiwell. There's been accusation and counter-accusations of vote buying. The NPP's director of communications, Richard Ahiagwa, says the NPP is not engaged in any such act. When all the ballots are counted from all the 99 polling stations, you will be reporting to Ghanaians that the new Patriotic Party has won the election. That will be your report. Basically. And we see, I don't know whether you've seen that video with Chairman Wuntumi, your Ashanti Regional a chairman doling out cash. Others have tried to explain away. What is your reading on that vis-a-vis -vis what the Speaker of Parliament said? Uh, well, uh, the, that's a good call, generally, because uh, democracy in this nature is to allow for citizens to express their views 
on the basis of policy um, and the propositions of political parties. So I think that on, the, on balance, uh, that must be protected, and I think it's been protected. Uh, but where people are uh, frequently abusing that provision and using money to sway people's decisions, I think that when it's seen, uh, it should be uh, disavowed and people should speak uh, up. That's Richard Ahiagwa, Director of Communications, earlier on the AM show. We'll bring him back shortly, but first, let me touch base with our, my colleagues, Richard Kujunyako and, of course, Oheming Terrier, who are covering this uh, by-election for us. I'll start with you, Richard. Well, uh, let's talk about the exercise so far. Over five hours, we've had accusations and counter-accusations of vote-buying, amongst others. What can you report? Well, so what I can report is that, well, generally, it's been very smooth. The security has been on top of their game. In fact, uh, they have averted occasions or situations where there could have been some chaos. In fact, there were some exchange of blows, heated arguments and all of that. But uh, generally, uh, all the people, all the big uh, wigs that have passed through to observe the situation or the process have indicated that they are excited about the way it's going. For Professor Jena Nopokwajma, the 2020 um, NDC running mate, she intimated that if this is the way it's going to go, then she is really happy. I've seen a lot of people. So the big men that used to be in Accra, they are all here with us, MFA. Yeah, right, um, uh, right up to the time, the uh, election is over, and counting to the declaration. What I'm saying is that we want everything to be open, we want everything to be fair. People come and get you. Exercise their own mind. They're the ones who live here. They're the ones who know what has to happen. Well, that's uh, Professor Nana Jane Opokwajiman interacting with you, Richard. We've also been interacting with some constituents. What exactly are their concerns today? Come again, Amifa. I'm asking about your interaction with the constituents. Well, so um, they, are, they are really excited. You know, they started queuing um, as early as six, as early as six, five. I could uh, get, I could count up to like 32 people in a queue in one of the polling stations. But currently in one polling station, they voted up to 200 uh, where I'm current, uh, currently standing. Um, the voter population of about 421, 200 people have voted so far in a polling station that um, that has a voter population of 423, uh, 186 people have voted so far. So it indicates the preparedness of the people to come out to cast their ballot today. So far, I've been to Akonfeli, I've been to Asampana here, and uh, before then we had gone to Kushia, and now we are at uh, um, Breku here. I think so far, People were very uh, active in the morning, you know, the queues were long and people were voting quite orderly. Uh, and so, so far, it's been very good. It's been calm now. Have you personally seen uh, some money share? There is absolutely no evidence from where I've been. As and you've also heard? I heard when I came to Breku here. But then the person who was making the allegation, I specifically challenged, because I'm an observer, challenged the person that, look, let me have the evidence, or you can take the evidence to the police. And the person said he would go and then find the evidence and come back. So far, nothing has been reported. So we take it that it's just mere allegation. Question, question is more than them. Why are you saying that? Because question is going to win. What, what, what makes you believe that question is going to win? Oh, looking at the grounds, 
Now the people are poised to vote for Kwesin. Everything shows clearly that Kwesin is winning. But if MPP want to do development, you don't wait till the voting day that you do development. It shows clearly the expression are setting for MPP. They are losing this election. No matter what, they are going to lose. And Kwesin is going to win at the, the post. Look at, look at the message in the mouth of most of the voters now. Everybody is expecting a by-election is all a constituency. Because the person knows that when there is a by-election, definitely that person is going to see a development. That should not be the case. This government has been the most fortunate government. Taxes also all over, but we are not seeing any development. Some voters in Asin North interacting with Richard Kojunyaku or Heming Terrier is also on the ground for us. So Heming, I know you visited a number of uh, the polling stations out of the 99 that we have. Tell us what the situation is and where you've been exactly. Thank you, MFA. I have been to Ushia, Akonfri, Enjua, and Dansame, and then uh, Asempaneye and other uh, polling uh, stations. Uh, I must say, in all these places that I visited, there are visible uh, long queues at these uh, polling stations. Uh, what it means is that residents or the electrics have been here since 4 a.m. anticipating to cast their ballot. Uh, but because of the huge numbers here, uh, they are yet to get the opportunity uh, to cast the ballot. And this has actually, you know, uh, impressed the Electoral Commission, uh, which says that reports gathered so far in the constituency, they uh, do indicate that almost all the uh, polling stations have registered more than 50% of the expected number of voters. Director of elections at the EC, Dr. Sri Bokweku, uh, says he's, uh, the Electoral Commission is very happy at the voter turnout, and he anticipates that this will be one of the vo- highest voter turnouts the EC has registered in uh, recent uh, by-elections. And so he's giving the credit to the political parties uh, for selling their messages uh, to the electorates and also the police for being firm and also uh, present on the ground everywhere, uh, protecting the electorates and the ballots and also the media uh, for the key role played by the media in disseminating information to the electorates uh, at the doorstep. And so giving credit uh, to stakeholders and hope that uh, by 9 p.m., a collation should be done uh, because the EC, as at 6 a.m., managed to send electoral materials to the last polling station that had not received uh, electoral materials. And so far, uh, there hasn't been any hitches as far as the EC concerned. I put this question to him of uh, allegations of vote buying. And he says, people have been speculating. It's been allegation upon allegation. But the EC, as an institution, expects that uh, the political parties uh, who believe they have evidence of vote buying should do so in reporting these incidents to police for police to also uh, take action on these uh, reports. That's my colleague Oheming Terrier. You also heard earlier Richard Kujunyaku, both of them all over it for us on television, online, and then of course on radio as well. Earlier we're told about some arrest of some NPP members and there's, here's an interaction between the NPP's General Secretary Justin Kodia and the police. Thank you.
the place is calm, there is no issue there, then there are no problems there. But how come in all our strongholds we are having issues there? So, why is that deliberate? If you arrested an agent, you are arrested three of our people. What is so what you hear there are sounds of um, the NPP's General Secretary, Justin Kudia, raising concerns about the arrest of some NPP agents. But thankfully, we have on the line Director of Communications of the NPP, Richard Ahiyagba, has been following that as well. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on the Midday News. Mr. Ahiyagba, explain to us what exactly happened. It appears that, that we've just lost uh, Richard Ahiagba there. Let me try again and see if we have uh, Richard Ahiagba. No, it doesn't look like we have Richard Ahiagba just yet. But let me bring in the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Gbande. Um, so far, let's talk about the process. Are your party satisfied? We are too satisfied. Except to say that the NPP has flooded the place with hooligans. They engage in what the best are doing, vote buying, uh, as we speak, a team led by the National Youth Organizer, invested uh, an MPP tag wearing military uniform, and police have taken over. We've made a statement and put in custody. Um, we, 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 we've seen a couple of them going around we are told that Gabi Atari Ochida, who is going around, but we are tracing to get their location and to find a way of arresting them. One to me is also carrying tax. They go to NDC uh, strongholds and attack people. But so far, they've been contained. And so vigilance is working. We ourselves are doing what we are supposed to do as a party in our own right. We've made it very clear to them that we will be law-abiding, mm -hmm. but if they attack, we will not hesitate. But, but, but all these allegations that you make um, publicly, I, I'm sure that you've drawn the attention of the police to it, correct? We, we have done so, yes. The police are fully in charge of the process. Um, we have no suspicion in our mind that they are not doing what they are supposed to do, except that uh, our people in the other side will not show themselves of what they know how to do best, and that is to always attack. And and we have made it very clear that we are here to do only one thing, election. And that is what we are here for. NDC is law-abiding. We will not take the law into our own hands, but we will not also allow ourselves to be with it. So, so far, the process is ongoing. I'm grateful uh, for your time. That's the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Bande there. Well, uh, Richard Ahiagba, uh, currently also on the joining channel, but um, we'll try and reach him. You heard that earlier interaction between the NPP General Secretary, uh, Justin Kodria, and the police raising concerns about some arrests of their agents and also raising the uh, concern that it appears that the police are concentrating on the NPP stronghold amongst others. Let me uh, bring in uh, Richard Ahiagba now, um, joining us uh, on here on the midday news. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Hyagba. So I was asking earlier for you to clarify for us. We had an interaction between your general secretary and the police on some arrests. What exactly is happening? Hello, hello, how are you? Mr. Hyagba, if you can hear me, I'm asking about the arrest of some of your agents earlier. As to what exactly happened, that's the question we're asking, sir. 
Hello, Richard Anyagba. We'll try and get his attention, and I'm sure that there's a lot happening where he is, so we'll get his attention shortly and get some clarification on what exactly is happening regarding the arrest of some NPP agents and the concern that has been raised by the NPP on the police concentrating on their strongholds. Mr. Anyagba, can you hear me now? Yeah, but very uh, thankfully. Okay, I'll try again, and um, I'm sure you can hear me. I'm asking about some arrests that we're told um, was made earlier uh, by the police right. um, involving some of your agents. What exactly happened? Right, I, I've had a report generally. I haven't seen, I haven't, uh, um, you know, I've spent myself with the particulars of it, but I understand generally uh, that some uh, people belonging to us have been arrested, and uh, we have an officer, uh, the regional uh, secretary for Central Region, is attending to that matter as we speak. Do we have any indication as to why they were actually arrested? Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, very familiar with the details of that. I can, I can get back to you on that. We, we, but the, it's factual that they have arrested individuals on our, on our belonging to our side. And uh, I think that uh, in a few minutes, now, if you allow me, I can get the details for you. But, but the scanty information you have, how many exactly of your members have been arrested? Uh, my current understanding is about uh, four uh, individuals from what I have been told. We had earlier the General Secretary of the party uh, raising concerns about the police concentrating on your stronghold. Is that the case? There seems to be uh, an, appear there was an appearance of that. And if you are here, you would, you would conclude the same thing. The idea generally is that in our stronghold, Rising, uh, I think there are two instances that I'm very familiar with at this time uh, that concluded when I was there. The NDC is mobilized in a very systematic way, creates a hostile environment, preventing people to come out and vote. And as I speak to you, there's a police station for the last one hour. Uh, initially, they started coming out of um, uh, 11 or so, or 10-something when I got here. They had voted about 270-something. And last time I went to check, it was the only reason up to 283. That tells, you, that tells you that people are being prevented from coming out to vote because of the hostile environment created. And we think that this is intentional deployment of the NDC to ensure that they suppress the vote in our stronghold. And all, our, all we are calling uh, the police to do is to ensure that they provide security the way they promised, that they will bring uh, men here, some 800 men that are here, where I, right where I am. I don't see the work they are doing to justify their numbers. In but but what, what, when you say intentional deployments by the NDC, what do you mean? Is the NDC deploying the police? I'm not talking about police deploy. I'm talking about deploying of their people to be at the police station uh, around where I am, uh, Beku Methodist Park. They are here clearly creating obstruction. When I came in initially, when I walked in, there was a fight. That broke up within two women, in, uh, apparently an NDC woman accosted an individual who was trying to get in the line and vote. And that, you know, took about 10 or so minutes to resolve. Um, and this is what the NDC is doing. They have amassed people. This started from yesterday, where media interviews were taken over. Your own colleague from Adum will tell you. The interview they are doing here on the ground was hijacked. The NDC people were standing on the fence, screaming and hooting at people. Class FM, yesterday I was there myself just to point to the people, to say to them that you can't run a station like, sorry, Accra FM, you can't run a station like that where you have right in front of their pavilion, NDC people right there are just campaigning and insulting people. 
right? And we went there, they hooted at us, and we're doing all manner of uh, unacceptable things. So what I'm saying, the deployment mm-hmm. is not police deployment. I'm talking about getting their people to intimidate people. And, and all uh, these concerns have been have been raised really with the police. Democratic uh, Mr. Yangba, you've drawn the attention of the police to these concerns that you're raising right now? We have. We have. We have. But, but the performance is not matching up. We have. But, but so far, though, so far, though, away from these concerns, I know there have been accusations of vote buying amongst others. Mr. Ayangba, if you can hear me, I'm asking that apart from these concerns that you're raising, though, you've been visiting up to the 99 polling stations. So what would you, how would you describe the process so far? Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've been at uh, uh, 30% of the polling stations because where I am now has three polling stations and the happenings here have detained me here for some time. For the past two and a half hours, I've been at this police station, about three police stations on the same premises. Uh, I've been detained here because the happenings are, are not desirable. And I think that uh, we've been addressing the issue with the police, and we want them to measure up uh, with the security um, expectations that we have of them. But currently, uh, I hear that in other places where it's perceived to be NDC strongholds, uh, people are going about their, their voting freely. Nobody's impeding them, nobody's harassing them. But in our stronghold, it's an intentional effort to try and intimidate people, create a hostile environment to deter people from coming out freely to vote. Okay, we're grateful. That's uh, Richard Ayangba, is the communications director of the NPP, and the accusations and counter accusations continue. And my colleagues, uh, Richard Kujunyaku and Ohiming Terrier, are on the ground for us and will be checking these facts. So we know that the police um, do not speak to the media, so we are unable to verify some of the claims that have been made so far by the two main political parties. But let me take you to Parliament now. And that's the bill urging MPs to show up in the chamber earlier because uh, there's some uncertainty surrounding sitting today as the House struggles to get the required numbers to sit. Almost all MPs on both sides of the House are in the Asin North constituency for the crucial by-election, uh, which is currently underway. Well, apart from the majority chief whip and MP for Insuamadwejri, Frank Anodompre, no MP has come to the floor. Well, the bell in Parliament has been rung several times, but the situation has not changed. My colleague, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent, Kwekwa Sante, joins us on the line. So, quick, what's the situation in Parliament? Will the House actually sit? I mean, for Parliament managed to sit, but with only 14 MPs on both sides of the House. At the, at the minority side, there were only three MPs. On the majority side, 11 of them. Because of this, they obviously lacked quorum to transact business. But they still went ahead to lay some papers. But for the crucial business that they expected to take, they knew that the numbers simply did not exist. And they've had to adjourn. Also, we've been trying to speak to the majority leader. We have been asking him, did he not foresee that this was going to happen so that parliament would not have even sat today? But he said that there were crucial business. Parliament is a national assignment. It is the same thing for the Afghan not by election. So they expected that some MPs would have stayed behind. He was a little bit taken aback that almost all the MPs on both sides of the House have now traveled to Afghan North so much so that there were only 14 MPs on both sides in parliament today. The House has not been forced to adjourn because the numbers did not exist. To Thursday. There's a very important activity which is taking place outside the presence of parliament, and many of our colleagues are deeply involved in that enterprise. This figure, I think, is significant to observe that uh, on this occasion, 
the that is for today's sitting the majority have numbered the minority by about 300 percent about 300 percent so for the questions i guess we stand the questions down and deal with just the presentation of papers and when we are done, I believe we, are, we, we may take an adjournment. So, Speaker, uh, I would pray that we alter the business for today and deal with the presentation of papers. Now, Koku, um, I'm sure this is uh, the Osechi Mentabuzu uh, explaining to you why uh, they did not foresee this. But the minority side, what exactly did they have to say to all this? Acting Minority Leader James Agaga says that the, 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 the numbers that were given by the Majority Leader that there were more than 300% of them is not accurate, but that they were not opposed to laying the papers. Of course, they insist that other business, if the Majority insisted that they take those business, would have meant that there would have been no quorum to do so, those business. Leader of the House says they have numbered the minority by over 300%. The Speaker, I'm not sure that statement is very accurate. As Mr. Speaker can see, the Honorable Kodo is here. I'm here. I'm representing. I'm the available leader. My brother is here with me. And so our numbers are increasing. I'm sure by the time we write. But this weekend, that said, um, it's obvious that we are not properly constituted to transact any meaningful business. But um, before we, we, we even get to the point of taking those objections, if it's about the presentation of papers, I don't think. Uh, that should cause us any injury. And so we may yield and then uh, we can do the presentation. So this is how the House adjourned. The 29th of June at 10 o'clock in the phone, as we move the speaker. Yes, Mr. Speaker, I second the motion ably moved by the majority leader. And our members. The motion for adjournment has been moved and seconded. All in favor of the House adjourning now say aye. All against say no. The ayes have it. The House is accordingly adjourned to Thursday, June 29th, 2023, at 10 o'clock in the And this is your election headquarters. Let's take a look at how Asin North voted in the last election as we look into uh, the results later today for that crucial by-election today. Joseph Akabli of our political desk joins me in studio with the details. Well, what does it look like? So in terms of the parliamentary numbers, we know that James Jachi Kwesen had 17,498, that is 55.21% of the votes to emerge victorious. The MPP's Abna Drowa Mensa, a former member of parliament, she had 14,193, that is 44.79%. We know that the MPP is going this time around with Charles Opoku. By way of the presidential elections, very interesting, Namdan Kufado had the most votes, 16,067, 50.81, with the NDC's John Mahama having a 15,014, that is 47.48%. And so we see a 
certain blouse situation where they opted for the NDC candidate, but in terms of the presidential, they went for the NPP's Nana Kufado. And we look ahead to today's results later today. This is your election headquarters. Let's get out briefly. And Ghana is under a three-year international monetary fund program to revive the economy and install investors' confidence. But stringent conditionalities, including a freeze on employment, imposition of taxes, upward adjustment of utility tariff, among others, could result in social instability. But the latest report on Ghana by Fitch Solution is downplaying the impacts the IMF deal will have on the country. My colleague Elton Roby joins me in studio uh, with more on this, plus the prediction that the NDC is most likely to win the 2024 elections. Elton, uh, what is the Fitch assessment of the IMF program on the country so far? So, if I am brief, the solution says that they believe the IMF assistance will improve economic conditions in Ghana and therefore limit risks to social instability, social stability in 2023 and 2024. The government, according to the document, will likely meet the IMF targets over the coming months as opposition lawmakers will only offer modest pushback against economic reforms. And finally, the solution believes that the opposition NDC is best placed to win the December 2024 general elections as fiscal consolidation weakens the incumbent government's campaign agenda. And we've been interacting uh, with the uh, former minority leader, Harun Aydri, so he holds a different view. Yeah, he says that the economic rebound is far from over. Ghana and a future NDC government may necessarily have to renegotiate this three-year IMF uh, ECF for good reason mm -hmm. because the Ghanaian economy, as I look at it with a critical eye, 